Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's BudPod139. Papa 139. I don't think I have anything for 139. Um, 139 and we're feeling fine. I'm I'm trying to... I I want to... I'm trying to see if I can rhyme all the syllables. Honey pine. 139. Honey pine. Honey pine is an endangered tree I just made up. Oh. Yeah. It could be a horrible um, sort of nickname. Honey pine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah people think you're about to say honey pie uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> oh honey pine yeah and you go, right in everyone's sitting goes wait what <laughs> oh honey, me, pine. honey pine <laughs> <laughs> everything's normal until nah. Nah. and people go did he just did he say honey honey pie or honey pine and then he's so confident, people start going, "Is it honey pine?" Because <laughs> I, I know Have you I can't. Because I know you can't get a honey pie. Yeah. It, oh gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. What a now honey I'm, pie would be. Now I'm doubting it. So what is that? Some crust filled with honey? That's no pie. That's gloop. That's the. It's disgusting. That's crust and gloop. That's crust and gloop, which, <laughs> which were two of the greatest comedians of the 1930s. <laughs> Wonderful, hilarious men, but not a dessert. Hmm. No, tall, tall, thin, serious crust, and big, fat, silly, round gloop. <laughs> crust and gloop. They would be that way around. Crust is definitely the straight man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, with a name like Crust, I mean that's Dickensian, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and every time the every time gloop messes up, he goes gloop. <laughs> Sorry, crust. Yeah, and uh, who could forget their iconic uh, black and white slapstick films of crust and gloop? Um, uh, roller, roller, roller rink birthday. The roller rink birthday. Yeah, that was yeah. a great one. Day day out at the sawmill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, washing a very high window for some reason, having never operated a window cleaning company before. Yes, 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 and um, and uh, and slipping on a banana peel that wasn't composted in time to be of use in the war effort. That was a later one. <laughs> you know, what I think about sometimes is like how lucky you and I are that the microphone was invented because. <laughs> without it to be a comedian you had to you had to like put yourself you you had to put your life at risk every time you had to like nearly fall off an actual clock tower or have a house fall on you or get hit on the head like 15 times by a real ladder yeah before the invention of plastic so it was like it would be a heavy like wood wood ladder yeah they were like this is as light as we can make this prop i mean like Charlie Chaplin was like an acrobat. He was like an athlete, basically. 
He got any. <laughs> Do you think people got annoyed at how much he earned, and they they said uh, nurse, nurses should be paid chaplains' wages, <laughs> like young footballers? <laughs> um, it's true though, and or like at 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 best, Phil, we would be um, in music halls just absolutely bellowing. Yeah, <laughs> really screaming. We'd have to have like small uh, stages, and we'd have to project and kind of puff our chests up like cartoons from that era. Big puffy chests. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, this is genuinely quite a good. It's something I thought of. It's genuinely makes quite a difference. The range of humor you can use when you can't, like, like it's so limited if you can't whisper or speak quietly or vary your tone. Yes, that's right. It all has to be like, well, what did you say? I <laughs> yeah. said he can put his cigar where his uh, bum don't shine. Yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, oh and you got to do another joke in exactly that energy. Yeah, just constantly like any any jokes or reported speech have to be sort of the voice of a large bank manager. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. You don't think about that, you know, that without the microphone, stand up wouldn't exist. It would be, you wouldn't be able to do little quiet little bits, little whispering bits. Yeah, yeah. Creepy little whispering jokes. <laughs> do you think My you could do a, an, an entirely whispered show? Did, did, did our friend and, and colleague and fine comedian Jack Barry do that? A whisper show. I swear I remember him doing some sort of ACMS. ACMS. That's a that's a night. Um, oh, a, ASMR thing. You're right. He did. He did do an ASMR show. You're right. But he I think did. yeah, like online, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He filmed himself doing a sort of whispered. Yeah, search search Jack Berry ASMR if you if you want to figure out what I'm talking about because I only half remember it myself. It was before this ghastly war. I think um, it was during the ghastly war, wasn't it? Or wasn't it a lockdown project? I swear I remember seeing him do some of it live. Like a whip. A work in progress. A work in progress. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Maybe. He, wasn't, he, he wasn't pressuring MPs to vote a particular way. No. Well, um, not, uh, not directly or with any huge success. So we'd have legalized weed by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his other big, his other big show with his weed suit, which is like an amazing thing that I can't, I still can't, I still kind of can't believe you can buy it. It's a, it's a suit just covered in in cannabis leaf print. Yeah, I guess imagery of drugs is not illegal. No, 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 no. Although I'm sure well, it you, should be. If you got I'm a going suit to do, covered, I'm, I'm... <laughs> do you, do you think you could get a tailored suit just covered in the ISIS flag? Someone would come to your house, surely. <laughs> well, there's a, a podcast called uh, Red Scare, and they made uh, it's two gals, and they made a T-shirt to sell that is Red Scare, but accompanied by an ISIS flag, but it's like over a pink background. And they got a lot of like these disgust, like really Daily Mail style, these disgusting. But I don't think it, I don't think it's illegal. I think like some platforms might not want you to sell it or would not agree to sell it. And Gosh. some would, yeah. So wait, it's it's the same as the ISIS flag, but it's the it's pink instead of black. 
Yeah, pink, and maybe it says like Red Scare in a font that looks like Arabic, but it's actually. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. You know what I mean? I get you. I see. Very, uh, very punk, if I may say. Very punk. Very <laughs> punk. Yeah. Well, we're not punk here, Phil. We're the only anti murder podcast and proud of it. Yeah, I mean, that is as far as we're willing to push the boat, really, being openly anti-murder. And we yeah. don't care about the hate mail that, that we get. And we get a lot. We get the number of murderers who write in. Yeah. To, like, when you, when you hear Pierre reading out um, correspondence, you, you, from time to time you hear, like, a pause in his speech as he's looking. He's, he's just having to skip through all the, the hate mail from prisons. Yeah, it's true. I'm scrolling through because I can see... I just look at the email addresses and I can see, you know, at at San Quentin, at Broadmoor. It's just murderer, murderer, murderer. <laughs> it's just the prisoners get the prisoners get email addresses with like an at <laughs> at prison dot Are they allowed? I, I guess it would just be dangerous. They, I guess, I guess they're the only people these days who still get letters. Right. Surely they're. Surely they they're allowed computers. I mean, like, no. Surely there is like an internet cafe bit. I guess there must be. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, but then I don't know. I I know they're allowed other stuff, but it, maybe they they're too worried that they could because they're not allowed mobiles, are they? Hmm. Probably they might in Denmark. Yeah. Probably in Scandinavia. <laughs> or in Norway, they probably um. They probably just get the uh, latest iPhone for free, along with some crack. <laughs> probably get a, a colour iPhone. <laughs> Full colour iPhone. Yeah, it's so funny when you see like Daily Mail stuff where they're like, oh, prisoners are treated too nicely because they get colour TVs. And it's like, wow, what? <laughs> Find me a black and white TV. It'd be more expensive. <laughs> or like... Or like um, Whenever they always go on about like, oh, people on benefits have flat screen TVs, as if that's not the only type of TV available now. Yeah, yeah, For like I'm, I'm, fifteen years. You can, yeah, and you can get like it's well, you can get a TV now that in two thousand and three would have cost you fifteen thousand pounds. Yeah, and now it's like four hundred pounds or something. Like it's yeah. Every time I look up TVs, I'm like, what? I'm gonna up by five. <laughs> I, they're I, always uh, cheaper than you think they're gonna be. This is one of the few things in life that's cheaper than you think is gonna be. Big fancy TV. Big fancy TV. Uh, I would say most TVs you can buy now have a better resolution than the projector in the movie theater I was in last night, Phil. Oh, why were you in there? Were you stealing popcorn? Um. I, I just love the noise the seats make when they flip up. I was just doing that. Mm, that um, is good. Flicker de fluff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What, I'm going to guess what you saw. You went to see... You went to see... Fahrenheit 9-11. <laughs> it was time for some truth, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> of everything I thought you were going to say, I could never have guessed you were going to say Michael Moore's seminal Fahrenheit 9-11. That's just come out, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Do you know... 
<laughs> Do you know what's really funny about Michael Moore is that he was kind of like apoplectic and 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 completely like indignant with shock and, and fury at George W. Bush. So presumably when yeah. Donald Trump was elected, he just his head just burst like a big balloon and he had to sit down for four years. What's interesting isn't that Michael Moore, like we, when Michael Moore came out, we were like, whoa, this guy hates the George W. Bush and he's willing to say it. Yeah. And now because of social media and Twitter and stuff, like Mike, Michael Moore is like, it's like Michael Moore is like vanilla ice cream, and we're all eating like Thai sweet chili, so so sorbet with a base of Szechuan peppers and spikes, <laughs> and we're just like we can't even taste Michael Moore anymore. No, God no. Yeah, you're right. Like at the time, everyone was just like. This guy was disrespectful to a senator. I mean, <laughs> what? And he's he's kind of fat and loud, and he's got a kind he of unconventional a, hat. He made a whole movie about how gun laws in America are too lax. He made a whole movie. He thinks oh, America's yeah. run. He thinks America's being run badly, and we were like, <laughs> "Whoa, who is this guy?" And now it's like. All right, company man Michael Moore. Yeah. He he did a whole movie about that freak high school massacre. Mm. You'd have to do a movie mm. once every three days now, wouldn't you, in America? Isn't that the stat? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean... There's a mass shooting like every week or something. So if you were going to be Michael Moore now, it would have to be like a kind of ro- constantly rolling Netflix series. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah. Oh, series those we'd be at like, we'd be the Good Housewives of Orange County at this point, like season fifteen or something <laughs> of Michael Moore's Bowling for Columbine. Um, still bowling, I guess that's what it would, it would be called. Bowling for Columbine. Uh, more pins strike to I don't know. Yeah, or they 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 do all the extra interview series where it's like yeah. Bowling for Columbine after bowling beers or something, where they all sit around and talk about the the niceties of the latest school shooting. Uh, uh, Yeah. Um, But I will say, Phil, I went to go see Dune. Dune! That was going to be my serious guess. Dune. I I want to watch Dune. I want to watch Dune. People love the worms. People keep saying the worms in Dune are great. The worms are cool. Uh, uh, it's visually stunning, which which is annoying because like, um, have you ever? <laughs> I didn't. I, I just I just went to a place that was showing Dune. I, I didn't plan it as much as I should have, um, and that's my fault. But the projector was not amazing. It wasn't an amazing uh-huh. screen. It was still cool, but then um, do you know how sometimes before movies now they play a whole sequence of cool ultra HD images to illustrate how good their stuff is. Oh yeah, um, and at the View Cinema, it says a whole thing about like this is not a cinema; it's a racetrack, an opera house, and it's like, and <laughs> a car goes past, and then it's like an opera singer uh. going, and then it's like zooming in on his beard, whoa, and musical notes turn into like three D balls that bounce on a speaker and all that shit. 
they might as well just play a video of the CEO of View going, Stop watching movies at home! <laughs> yeah. But it was such a mistake in this case because it was just like, I remembered how much better that same video is at different screens. So I was like, ah, I could kind of see grain on this. Oh, right. So they've shot themselves in the foot now. You have like a working anthology. You have like a collection of this, of these, of these, of these tests across various screens. So now you know when one is not up to scratch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think I didn't, I mean, I was still thought that visually Dune was like astonishing. I do recommend seeing it. it, it uh, but I did, I knew I was getting screwed out of some of the, the cool bits. Um, well, of course, it must have been hard. Um, it's, a, it's very desert based from w- what I am aware of, Dune. And it must have been hard differentiating between uh, sand and uh, just sort of pixels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's not set in the desert at all. It's set in a skate park. It's supposed to be solid concrete, but it just looked like sand. <laughs> um, and there's, it's, it's very deserty, and there is quite a bit of sort of, uh, as I, as I said, with, um, I think I discussed the. Did I discuss on Bud Pod seeing the Prince of Egypt in the West End? Oh no, I don't even mention that. I didn't even want to see the Prince of Egypt. Yeah, and it's, but there's a lot of that kind of like music where. You're lost in a desert, and it's going ah, like just sort of general sort of how's desert that? noise, you know. How's how's the Prince of Egypt on the West End? Uh, that was good. I saw that a little while, uh, a month or two ago. A month. Uh, I should yeah. see more theatre. I should go and see something like that. I, I will. I remember. I, I remember seeing the, the the DreamWorks animation. Yeah. Of that film a while back, and it was like. I just remember it being like very pop, like the songs were like properly like, whoa, yeah, we're <laughs> in Egypt, he's the pharaoh. Like it's like really R&B, like they didn't, usually in those sort of uh, animated musicals, they sing the songs of norm, like the normal sort of fun musical Disney style songs. And then at, right at the end in the credits, they have Christina Aguilera doing like a poppy version. Yeah. You know? Of like the circle of life, but in the actual movie, it's just the circle of life. Woohoo! Yeah, because I'm the actor singing it. Woohoo! Have a good time. But in the Prince of Egypt, it was like all straight away. Yeah. Oh, Egypt is a big old country, and I'm gonna <laughs> run it real good. Yeah. And it's just the whole way through. And I find it. I find it really took me out of it. It's like, this is too modern feeling. I don't believe that I'm in Egypt. Also, like, the characters... I don't think I've ever seen, like, Egyptian characters whitewashed in an animation. You know, it's like... <laughs> it's bad enough when it's in real life and they've they've cast... Um, what's his fucking name? Uh, Batman. Uh, oh, What's um, Batman's name? Christian Bale? Christian Bale. They've cast Christian Bale as an Egyptian pharaoh. And you're like, oh, come on, dude, don't get an Egyptian guy. And, you know, the, uh, the director's like, well, we needed a big name. With an animation, it's like, you, you, still, you, you, could, you could have drawn them any, any color. And you still drawn, drew them like a bit white. They kind of, uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking up the, the animated movie now, and they sort of look Spanish. Right. Let me have a look. Prince... Of Egypt, I suppose we also like. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because 
what is what is what is the ethnicity of like the ancient Egyptians? Oh they no, yeah, no, no. I mea culpa, put my hands up. They are they are tan. I think what I'm thinking about is I've confused my memory of these faces with the people in uh, El Dorado City of Gold, which I think was also a DreamWorks animation, uh, in which I guess of what should have been sort of Spanish uh, conquistador types looked particularly blonde. Um, um, there's one of the, you mean one of the main characters because I that's one I've actually seen. The, uh, the El Dorado City of Gold, the animated movie. Yeah, the road to El Dorado. Here we go. Yes, there's a very oh no, but no. Yeah. Maybe I've whitewashed my own memory. There, there's one main character in it who looks very blonde. Yeah, but that's actually he's looks... from he's from Europe. Yeah, but he looks like he's Icelandic. <laughs> yeah, but they're they're a blonde Spanish people. Okay. Okay, Pierre, <laughs> apologist. All right, white supremacy apologist, Pierre Novella. <laughs> I like how you said that. Like I was suggesting that they they could be planets with like kind of Mercury seas, like a completely unprovable. Okay, maybe. <laughs> it could be. When I was a kid, for uh, like three three years. I thought all blonde people came from Australia. What? And I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought only Australia could make <laughs> blonde people. Um, and I remember so clearly watching um, No Doubt and Gwen, seeing Gwen Stefani in a No Doubt video, um, noticing that she was blonde and just, just clear as anything in my head going, oh, she's Australian. I didn't realize No Doubt was an Australian band. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's that's for like, ages. Um, I thought all blonde people came from Australia. <laughs> that's like the belief of a sort of ancient spice merchant. Like the log- <laughs> yes, the logic of one. Obviously, an ancient there would have been no blonde people in ancient Australia, but you know what I mean, right? Like, well, of course, frogs come from the sky. <laughs> um, but. Anyway, suffice to say, I, I take back my uh, my attempt and cancellation of the Prince of Egypt. They are, they do look uh, Middle Eastern now that I've Googled them. Certainly Middle Eastern enough. That doesn't mean the cast is, because it could be full of white people going, whoa, ha, ha, wobbling their throats. Oh, oh for sing. certain. Yeah. For certain. But uh, that that's, you know, I think that's one, that's one you just have to, you're going to have to accept. Yes. And 1998. Uh, yeah, old Phil. You'll be glad to hear though the West End version. The songs are just as wobbly, and there are even more songs, and they just as wobbly too. Uh, I'm s- I don't like wobbly songs. <laughs> um, I will say this: at kind of at the start of, there's a bit at the start of the Prince of Egypt where, um, there's a bunch of like the kind of Greek chorus bit of the cast kind of pretending to be the sand mm-hmm. you know oh, okay. like they're dressed in all scrubbly clothes and kind of ooh, we're the desert wind or whatever and I do remember thinking at that moment the effects better be better than this this the better eff- this better go beyond right. the groups of people pretending to be stuff <laughs> and did it or was that it it did yeah it did, <laughs> it did. Oh, okay okay but I did have a moment of thinking I hope this isn't the peak of the effects. <laughs> but some of the effects are amazing. They've got some amazing stuff, yeah. Um, 
but there is there is there is yep uh, like dune a bit where they're kind of lost in the desert and a voice kind of goes ah, 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 just sort of wailing <laughs> oh yeah and i always want to know if it's actually like a word that they're saying or if it's a language or if yeah. it's just a general lament i've always wondered that like in Gladiator, when she goes, like, is that just, is that just like nonsense poetry? Or is yeah. she going, he's a gladiator stabbing some guys. He's <laughs> the best fighter, but he's gonna die. He's a gladiator, <laughs> Russell Crowe is nice. Yeah. Well, that's or, <laughs> or is it just noise? Or is it just like the equivalent of, of a, a, a song from the 20th century, someone going, Skibba-da-boo-ba-dee-ba-boo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it someone going, Lost in the desert? Like just yelling. Oh no! Just yelling, oh no, guess, the word desert. <laughs> you, you, we'll have to fly to Egypt and just like sing it in the street and see what response we get. Just walking around Cairo. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah. And people a... going, there are children here. <laughs> or, what, or people suddenly going, oh, oh, God, sorry. I thought I was lost in the desert for a second there. Eh? <laughs> they go, we got it right. Um, yeah, maybe it's just the word thirsty really elongated. <laughs> Could be. Um, but yeah, I recommend uh, I recommend Dune, but I recommend getting it, spending the time and money and research on a big old screen, IMAX, whatever, something like that. If there's sand in it, Pierre wants you to see it. It's <laughs> I give it nine sands out of ten. Great, that's great. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Nine grains of sand uh, out of ten. Okay. Um, if, Had you read the books, the Dune books? No. I, 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 dis- I, I literally remember... In a, in a similar way to you have this sense memory of, of thinking that someone was Australian. Um, mm. that these memories that stick with you. I distinctly remember um, when I stopped being able to read very in-depth fantasy or, or high sci-fi stuff. Yeah. I remember picking up a book that because I was super into it. I read loads of it growing up. I was absolutely a super fan and I picked up a book that should have ticked all the boxes and I looked and it was one of those sci-fi or fantasy books where the first three pages are just like maps of the worlds discussed and like 
glossary, glossary mm. of the peoples of this land. And it was all, as it has to be, made up names, right? Yeah. And I just thought, I, I, can't, I can't be bothered. <laughs> and it like worried me at the time. I was like, am I, am I like stupider now that I can't make myself remember this stuff? Or, but I, I just remember thinking, am, I don't know I all the countries in the world. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, that's my contention with fantasy and learning stuff about fantasy lands. It's like, I don't know, I don't know all the countries in Europe. I can't remember a couple. <laughs> I feel like I should learn those first before I, I learn Middle Earth. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you sort of think, I, I don't necessarily know much about a country where I probably, there's like a daily risk I could meet someone from there. Never mind the fucking elf people. <laughs> and it can get really detailed because like, if you really go in for like this like two inch thick fantasy books it's like uh, you have to remember it to lend weight and detail in the plot like Lord of the Rings does it sometimes but some of them are much worse offenders where they'll be like well this shall be as bloody as the siege of Gragnoth and you're like I don't I don't know what that is <laughs> I don't know what that is I, that, I, I don't have enough contextual knowledge to understand what this character is saying like yeah having to construct a whole new world of taboos from nothing <laughs> and social mores yeah all of that and you just go well i have to learn how to be a whole human again kind of also there's a terrible danger that reading too much sci-fi will make you one of those guys who refers to women as females <laughs> which is a fate worse than death you don't want to become you don't you don't have read about so many different uh humanoid species that you refer to women in the real world as females females there's a lot of that around now is there well like online i mean it's not like this a big sign in the road saying it no i'm yeah but i mean exactly 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 but I don't remember um, it happening so much, like, like, and I'm talking about internet nerds. I don't remember it happening so much, like, I think it would have seemed weirder, even weirder, like, 15 years ago, whereas now it's all sort of like, females are like this, and this female, and that. It's such a weird descriptor to use. It makes you sound like a fucking alien. It's so odd. Yeah, like a zoologist. Yeah, it's so disconcerting. Uh... Oh, but you... I, I, I could, I know, I could never get into those thick books. I think mainly because I was very lazy and not a good reader. And unless it was Dan Brown, like I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. I, when I've read Dan Brown, I was like, at last, an author who tri- cuts off the fat. <laughs> you know, it just gets me to the story, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, f- yeah, just the man is in the building. Yeah, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> what would you uh, do it would be quite disconcerting wouldn't it if that we knew a lady who who was like uh oh i see there are quite a few quite a few males in the room <laughs> yeah i've never ever heard of one but to men as males males <laughs> that would be weird that would make me feel like yeah. it, she was planning some sort of yeah like an experiment or yeah Males. Yeah, science yeah. language shouldn't creep into daily language because you make yourself sound like you have a lair. 
<laughs> I remember watching like a trailer for I think it was uh was it um a Louis Theroux documentary where he was like he was, he was he was going deep diving into the porn industry and he's like shadowing this pornographer who's got this camera he's holding his camera he's pointing it at like um a guy fucking a lady and he's going real close onto the dick going into the vag and um and Louis Theroux is like so what are you you're making a movie and he's like and pornographer's like yes yes I'm making a movie uh, and you're really getting close in there on that sort of vagina, aren't you? And pornographers are like, yes, yes, yes. Well, that's what that's what the viewers want. That's... And Louis Theroux is like, what, what, why do you think a movie like this would appeal to people? And the pornographer goes, for masturbatory purposes, I'm afraid. <laughs> and I, I was so struck by that. <laughs> Firstly, by the use of masturbatory purposes. I, I don't think I, I don't even know masturbatory was is a word. For masturbatory purposes, I'm afraid. And, why, and then secondly, I was like, why are you afraid? <laughs> aren't you... When you were aware from day one when you started this job, that was the sole purpose of pornography? It's because it's like... Um, he's so he's so numb to it, right? Mm. That he's reached a higher plane where it's <laughs> it's not even about jacking off anymore. Right. He's like... um. <laughs> he's like an aristocrat hundreds of years ago where people he's saying like people come to the theater yes but it's to drink i'm afraid <laughs> and to throw things maybe he's accusing maybe he's accusing himself he was accusing himself as a filmmaker of being ostentatious and like and self and um self-obsessed you know like he, uh, i'm being a bit masturbatory about this <laughs> well, this is a bit onanistic of me. <laughs> you would never trust me, the really, guy. The shot. You would never. Huh? You would never trust the guy who was a a pornographer and b introduced himself by saying, "I make onanistic media <laughs> for masturbatory purposes." <laughs> You'd be like, "Oh, you're like the devil in a short story." <laughs> Why would you say it like that if you weren't just the devil? <laughs> in a moralistic short story maybe I'm wrong Phil and maybe it's not that he was so jaded it's that he's still so he's absolutely raw to the scandal of it all and he's he's just there filming this you know visceral close up and just going he's still ashamed even after all these years that it still has this kind of naughtiness to him maybe that's why he loves what, yeah. he, what he does you know yeah yeah, I mean, I guess that's the way to do it if you're making porn, like to still find it hot after all those years. I mean, that's do a it, dream, I guess. Yeah, do it, do it for it the love. It sounds difficult. Don't, don't, don't. If you do something you love for a job, you never work a day in your life, etc. <laughs> Which, as comedians, we can both testify, is a lie. It is a lie. There are still emails. Even your passion requires like 10,000 emails a day to oh, do yeah. to live... To live your dream is mainly emails. You could get a job as a fucking ice cream tester and you'd still have to pass a yearly health insurance physical to make sure you don't have diabetes yet. Yep, you still have to fill in a, 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 a Google doodle with all the other ice cream tasters <laughs> about who can taste ice cream on what day. <laughs> Nut allergy liability insurance, sure. <laughs> 
Oh, and and the effect of the COVID pandemic on the ice cream tasting industry? Forget about it. Forget All those tongues. It. And you, you just sanitize the ice cream before you put it in your mouth. Yeah. Horrible. You think professional ice cream tasters are going to get a sympathetic hearing in the press? Try try the other one. <laughs> try the other one. Uh, what, what does that phrase mean? Pull the other one. Pull the other one. Like pull it, my leg? Um, is, is it, Are you implying that you're, you're, someone's pulling your leg? Yeah, you're pulling my leg. And also the full phrase I've heard is pull the other one. It's got bells on. Right. That's too involved. Pull the other one. It's got bells on. Is that Morris dancing it, as a reference? Yeah, must, the Morris dancers come up with that phrase. The the only the only meme to to bleed out into wider society from Morris dancing. <laughs> I wonder. Do you think that Mar- the Morris dancing can't be where shake a stick out comes from? Can it? Pierre, all our proverbs are from Morris dancing. <laughs> I say as I slowly put a, a hand on your shoulder. Yeah, and as you put the hand, as you as you lift your hand to put it on my shoulder, I notice that there's a handkerchief poking out of your cuff, <laughs> and I realize they've gotten to you. And you just hear a like tinka 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 tinka. Oh no, tinka 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 If you want to imagine the future, Phil, imagine a human face being Morris danced on forever. <laughs> Um, anyone listening outside the UK or even really outside England uh, do look at Morris dancing um, and enjoy yeah it is essentially hmm it looks like a rain dance but by middle aged white guys in full white sort of cricket whites essentially but with bells around their knees, like their Bert and Mary Poppins, and symbols on their elbows. Yeah. I suppose it would retain some of its kind of uh, Wicker Man creepiness if if you saw Morris dancing being done like exclusively by like um, very sort of um, like farm hands, you know, like very athletic young men. Right. Yeah. Then it would look like what it is, which is some kind of creepy spring fertility witchcraft stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It would look like something from Midsummer if it was being done by young people. Yes, exactly. It but would be as horrific you say, if, it, if it was done by the physically fit, it'd be very intimidating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but actually, fortunately, it isn't. No, very rarely. Um, but it still retains a bit of its spooky charm. Is that a sign of a society that's moved? far from its traditions, Phil, where all the traditional stuff is just done by uh, middle-aged enthusiasts and sort of oddball teens. Yeah, I, I mean, even even back in the day, I feel like it would have been the elders who are, they, they are the ones, they're the only ones old enough to know our ancient ways. And, they, <laughs> and I reckon like back in the day, you know, you weren't considered ready for an actual Morris performance until you were like 48, even though you've been studying it for 30 years, you still had to mainly clean the older men's bells until you earned the right to don them in public like a samurai or a high-end sushi chef yeah uh, okay i see yes i see what you're saying like, Jiro um, dreams of of morris dancing i don't know if you ever saw that documentary <laughs> just from the second he wakes up the bells the sticks he's the, he's into it 
He's there. God. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe you're right. And there's like big arguments between sort of very, very long gray bearded men in cloaks. So he's not, he's not ready. <laughs> yeah, they all look like Merlin. Um, if if Morris dancing like just disappeared, would you feel sad? Even would you feel sad? Would you, if one day like the news went, the final Morris dancer has died, and there's no record of how to do it. Thus spells the end of the Morris dancing tradition. <laughs> would you be like, oh, oh no? I think I I think I would be. Yeah. I yeah. think I would be. Because. Yeah, I think I would be. Because, you know, at least was keeping them off the streets. <laughs> I, I'm always. Uh, I always think it's a bit sad whenever that happens. Like. Because I'm never sure. If, if you lose something like that, I'm never certain if it's being replaced by anything. Right, yeah. So if they um, were like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Morris dancing's gone, but uh, there's this other culturally uniting. I mean, not that Morris dancing is now culturally uniting but you know there's this other like interesting quirky local tradition that loads of people are doing it's and it's new but it's been going on for maybe 10 years it's not it's always yeah. just like it's always replaced by kind of nothing and that's what worries me they'll just be replaced by like crypto just more people will be doing cryptocurrency yeah it's it's replaced by cyberbullying <laughs> That's the new Morris dancing. In 400 years, people will ceremoniously post rude things on each other's walls with kind of antique kit. <laughs> like old typewriters. Like they've got it a bit wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They haven't understood it and they're actually putting it on each other's walls. They go through the village saying you're fat or whatever on each other's actual walls. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's become murky with time. No one can quite remember how it began. It's a rite of passage in the old days. Yeah, yeah, that fits. Yeah, I wish I was engaged in some sort of cultural tra- like tradition. I don't think I have anything really that sort of ties me back across the generations. Oh, uh, but you've got more than one language. Yeah, languages. Yeah, languages are good ones. Sure. Yeah, language and. I guess food and knowing, you know, being able to cook sort of some Malaysian food and some you Chinese got, um, food and all that. You got yourself Chinese New Year? But I don't have any parade to take part in. I'm always very jealous of, like, especially Americans in all these small yeah. towns. They all have, like, their own parade and, like, Dad has played Germany Crockett for every year um, since 97 or whatever. And... I, I, I never I just don't have anything like that there's nothing they do like have it. a lot of parades they do have a lot of parades I suppose it's because like we're, we're too busy and we're too urban like we're too deep into London to do like Penny for the guy or something you know yeah yeah Although people still do do that which is quite good what is the Penny for the guy thing like people come around and collect pennies no you you, you um, I think you can go door to door but I think it's more traditional to sort of have one like in the high street or by the side of the road or near a shop or something and it's like you make like a like a you make an effigy of of guy fox that will later oh, be burned yes yes of course and people give a penny for the guy i guess which is to kind of compensate you for your efforts i don't know it just became a thing that kids did oh okay so it doesn't go to charity it doesn't go to like 
the the V for Vendetta Memorial Society. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't go to the Keep Parliament's Cellar Free of Gunpowder <laughs> plot, Initiative. Plot. Keep England plot free. <laughs> Pl- plot plot free since 1683, baby. We dream of a, of a Britain where there are no plots. A plot free. We can beat plots. <laughs> and all these sort of mawkish ads of people looking seriously into the camera going plots we're coming for you oh god we're going to get you plots (laughs) (laughs) time's up plots or um yeah just people very seriously sort of saying um how how there's been a, a uh, an, an increase in plots year on year in the United Kingdom. It's a newsreader voice. Yeah. Although, to be fair, there probably is an increase in plots all the time. There are a lot of plots. There are a lot of plots. Like the man... Well, we never even discussed it. The man who blew himself up in the car park, Phil. Oh, fuck. In Liverpool, yeah. In um, Have you seen the video? Yeah, it's mad. It, it's like... It, it, the car explodes so soon after rolling in. Yeah, so it rolls around and basically stops like perfectly stops in front of the entrance to it's a woman's hospital, a maternity hospital, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. And and just goes BOOM like that. But and we've spoken about this before. When you see an explosion in real life, it's always dustier than you expect it to be. Because yes. in movies explosions are like fireballs, but in real life it's always like poof. Yes, like it's a smoke always bomb. just dust. And then, incredibly, the taxi driver just gets gets out after the explosion. Because at first, from all the reports, all the reports said, or like the ones that gained most traction was, the taxi driver sort of um, noticed the guy had a bomb on him. He got out of the car, locked the doors, ran away, and then ex- and then it exploded. Which always sounded odd to me. I was like, how did he manage to do that? Yeah, it, sound, it made it sound like a case. kind of leap into the leap into the air, like action film thing. Yeah, but it blows up. The guy blows up while the taxi driver's in. In inside. Yeah, and it's and, something to and do. He with... comes on. He's he's okay. I'm mean, like, how 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 strong is that sort of plastic COVID shield between him and the back seat? Ah, uh, well, see, I think it was a black cab. Ah. Traditional traditional vehicles, Phil. None of this Uber. Yeah, gosh, it's probably why he. Probably how he was saved. Well, they think something went wrong with the explosive because it was this, like the car just burnt for ages and until it burnt out completely. So, mm. I don't know. Mm. And they still, like the guy who converted to Christianity, but then he didn't. And he said he was Syrian, but he was Iraqi, but his mom was Syrian. It's just, it's just the most confusing thing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. But that, yeah, I mean, that's that's an example of one of those things where I always think, like, in the newspaper, they always go, well, why didn't MI5 know about this? And it's like, why didn't MI5 know about a guy who lived alone in a flat and didn't talk to anyone very gradually using fake identities to buy parts to things? Like, how much power do you want MI5 to have? Because they could know about that, but they'd have to know about everything you're doing, too. That's right. And also, like, you're probably not aware of the, the many plots foiled by MI5 every day that you just never, never find out about. I'm thinking more about plots now, Phil, than I have in a long time. And there's got to be so many plots. 
There are many plots. There's so many plots. Everyone's a plotting these days. Everyone be a plotting. <laughs> can everyone just calm down on the plots? Can everyone stop plotting for a bit, please? So bitches I can catch be, up. Bitches be plotting. Bitches be plotting. Fellas be plotting too. <laughs> everyone's plotting. I love the idea of like a, a kind of exasperated Def Jam comedian, but it's just about the war on terror. <laughs> <laughs> Just Bernie Mac really throwing his hands in the air in exasperation at Al Qaeda. <laughs> I wish they'd call counterterrorism counterplotting. See, yeah, counterplotting. It'd be so much more fun. What's your the area of expertise? Uh, plots, mainly plots. <laughs> oh, you like a gardener? No, no. Plots, schemes, uh, masterminds. You know. <laughs> Um, but that was on Remembrance Sunday, wasn't it? The guy um, that the car, the failed car explosion. Yes, uh, yes, he blew himself up a minute before eleven o'clock. So that seems like relevant, but they're not sure. Um, it's still also a great a- ad for the taxi driver's skills, like spot on eleven o'clock. Oh yeah, <laughs> that you don't get that with Uber. You need someone with the knowledge. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I was talking to some Americans the other day, and they'd never heard of the knowledge. So for any Americans listening, if you want to become a black cab driver for decades and decades, maybe even more, longer than that, I don't know, over 100 years, something, uh, you basically just have to do an exam. Like a de- It's basically a degree. It takes three years, four years, and you have to memorize every road in London. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that, you get to enjoy a, a long, fulfilling career of protesting Uber. Yes, it's true. It's true. And also, as a bonus, you get an enlarged hippocampus, I think. Yes. Big old hippo. They did a study where they x-rayed taxi drivers' brains after they'd done the knowledge. And the area of their brain that deals with memories is, is actually, you can, you can see in an, like in an x-ray or something. that You can see the difference. Amazing. Yeah. Baby got hippo. Yeah. Ba- um, I like big hippocampuses. On a on a black cab guy, <laughs> you Uber drivers can't deny that when an Ian walks in with a pink sweaty face and uh, 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 um, and uncomfortable opinions about immigration in your face, you get stung. <laughs> I think it's going to catch on. Thank you, thank you. That could be a I'm new, the new Weird be. Al. Yes, yeah, you're, you're the new Weird Al with your, with, um, God, imagine. Imagine trying to be the new Weird Al. <laughs> In this I mean, day I guess everyone's age. doing it. Yeah, it's, it's funny, impossible. I don't know how Weird Al has done it. He's, like, he's a legend, he's a genius, apparently a, a super, super nice guy too. And he changes the lyrics to songs to make them funny, which when anyone else does it is the lamest shit in the world. But when Weird Al does it, it's good. How does he do it? Was he just the first to get there? He was, he was the first to get there and he looks weird and he, he's got the accordions involved. That's interesting. Yeah. I went to see Weird Al live once. What? Yeah, I saw Weird Al live at the Kentish Town, what's it called? Forum? Something. Forum, yeah, I think that's it. It was great. It was amazing. He came on in a segue for one song. I think uh, 
Was it White and Nerdy? He came on on the Segway. It was nice. amazing. It was brilliant. He's, um, he's He also never swears or does filthy parodies. So it's he, he's completely locked into the Jesus-y market in the States. Oh, really? Yeah, he's never That's done a, a song market. where it's just like total eclipse of the fart or anything. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's all good, clean fun. I mean, eat it. Eat it, eat it, eat yeah. it, eat it, eat it. If it gets cold, reheat it. I mean, you wouldn't think, how do I make this funny? I'll make it about food. You'd go, you'd go grosser than that, wouldn't you? You make it about. I mean, Michael yeah. Jackson, you could go very gross, but yeah. he made it about eating. He unlocked. If you can unlock good, clean fun and sell it to the American, uh, we don't like cuss words crowd, you're going to be a fucking billionaire. Imagine him pitching that now, the Eat It parody of Beat It by Michael Jackson. If he was like, okay, so I've come up with a parody of a Michael Jackson song. And you're like, oh yeah. He's like, I'm going to change all the lyrics. I'm going to change the lyrics on Michael Jackson song to make it about something else. And you're like, okay, I see where this is going. And he's like, it's going to be about overeating. What? Yeah, just <laughs> silence in the boardroom. You know who Michael Jackson is, right? Oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. So, dancer, singer guy. I, I presume you mean overeating uh, children? <laughs> no, no, just hamburgers. No, no, just, just like just regular food, just like hamburgers and cake. Just the only, the, the only sound is rain hitting the glass, that kind of thing. That's. <laughs> <laughs> And people sort of shuffling papers uh, for the next meeting. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, thanks for coming in, Mr. Al. <laughs> it's Mr. Yankovic, actually, but thank you. Uh. <laughs> Please call me weird. Al is Mr. Al is my father. I'm going to go listen to that now, actually, Phil. Eat it? Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. You can't, you, you can't beat it. It's, it's really good. Yeah, I might go listen to that. What are you going to do now? I'm going to do a charity gig, actually. So maybe everyone has misjudged me. Maybe I'm actually all right. (laughs) Yeah? Where is it? At the Leicester uh, Leicester Square. uh, No, at the Comedy Store, I think. um, For our good friend and fellow comedian, Ivor Graham. Lovely. Sent in my best, uh, please. The MS Society. Yes. Lovely, lovely. Send him my love. And our listeners, we will speak to you next week. Bye, everybody. Enjoy. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.